It's August 18th, 2021, and this is Markets Daily from Coindesk. I'm Adam B. Levine here again with Adrian Bluss for your Daily News Roundup. On today's show, we're talking market action, the latest would-be Bitcoin mayor, top headlines, and more. This episode is sponsored by Kava, Nexo.io, and Cello. And just a reminder, Coindesk is a news source and does not provide investment advice. Bitcoin, along with much of the cryptocurrency market, has had a rough 24 hours. Although we're in the middle of a dip, initial support held above 43000 bucks during Asia hours as intraday charts appear to be oversold. Buyers are taking a breather after a nearly 13% rally month to date and will likely defend breakout support near $42,000 per BTC. The relative strength index, better known as the RSI, on the 4-hour chart is almost oversold, which suggests the current pullback could stabilize around support levels. The next target for buyers is a decisive move above $50,000 resistance in order to resume the uptrend. Bitcoin continues to cool after multiple attempts at the $50,000 price, evoking moments of market action gone by, though that may be less of a concern now given demand from bigger players, according to some. Quote, In comparison to the bull runs of 2017 and 2018, the current movement takes a more mature trend, said Cynthia Wu, head of sales at Singapore-based digital asset service firm Matrixport. She continued to say, quote, The market landscape has become much more institutionalized, where now you have proprietary traders in crypto hedge funds, crypto offerings from foreign exchange brokers, and institutions that are transacting on an institutional scale, end quote. The ongoing price trend for Bitcoin and the fusion of retail and institutional interest are a sign that the search for yields by investors, big or small, has extended into crypto and will, quote, be around for good, Wu added. Looking at Ethereum, over a 30-day period, Ether is up 67.6% compared to Bitcoin's 46.3% over the same time period, according to Masari data. Some analysts point to Ethereum's London hard fork as the likely catalyst for driving prices higher on the world's second-largest crypto by market capitalization. And indeed, futures premiums on Ether stand at more than 7% compared to Bitcoin at less than 3% meaning the crypto markets are likely anticipating Ether to rise further than Bitcoin over the next three months with the shift in institutional interest. Bitcoin is currently trading at $45,316. That's down 2.6% from yesterday, while Ether is trading at $3,061.22, down 5.5% over the same time period, according to the Coindesk Price Index. Turning to traditional markets, U.S. equity index futures fluctuated between gains and losses while the dollar halted a two-day rally as investors assessed the outlook for economic recovery and awaited the latest Federal Reserve minutes to gauge the direction of monetary policy. Contracts on the S&P 500 index slipped less than a tenth of a percent, while Nasdaq 100 futures rose slightly. The 10-year Treasury yield increased by a single basis point, or one one-hundredth of a percentage point. Oil rebounded from a four-day slump after a U.S. industry report pointed to a drop in domestic crude stockpiles. Data from the U.S., Europe, and China this week has indicated that the pace of growth is slowing, leaving U.S. and European benchmark equity indexes close to record highs but lacking a catalyst for further direction. And speaking of Europe, in morning trading, the FTSE 100 in London and the CAC 40 in Paris both fell three-tenths of a percent. In Germany, the DAX was down two-tenths of a percent, and the pan-European stock 600 index traded flat. Today's traditional market wrap-up comes courtesy of Bloomberg and the Financial Times. Turning to related news, here are a few quick headlines we're tracking today. You can find the links to the full stories in the show notes for this episode. Then after the break, we'll take a look at New York's would-be mayor of the Bitcoins. But first, here's what's hot. Tencent profits jumped 29% despite China's regulatory crackdown. The strong performance came after a warning from financial regulators to Tencent and other Chinese fintech companies during the quarter to, quote, rectify, end quote, problems of transparency and lending risk the FT reports. Other Chinese companies were not so lucky, and the national crackdown left them in a bit of a pickle. 
The FT also reports Wall Street bankers are rushing to identify alternative options as a regulatory crackdown halts IPOs in China. Bankers have been forced to freeze deals that were near completion as they weigh up how to comply with new requirements from U.S. financial regulators to explain how they will be affected by new Chinese rules that don't yet exist in a final form. Also in New York, Broadway may have seen the longest shutdown in its history, but it's lined up new investors and made big plans for a grand reopening, determined to prove that there's no business like show business. Theaters will be allowed to open at 100% capacity with audiences, cast, and backstage crews, all required to show proof of vaccination. Reuters has that story. Meanwhile, retail giant Target Corporation beat analyst estimates for same-store sales on Wednesday as more shoppers visited its stores to buy clothes and stock up on back-to-school essentials, even though they bought less online compared to pandemic highs. That's also according to Reuters. Turning to housing, a home-buying frenzy is gripping much of the U.S., but Austin, Texas takes the prize for the biggest increase in homes selling well above the asking price. Startup companies have been flocking there, fueled by the city's robust job growth, music, cultural scene, and amenities such as hiking trails and water sports like kayaking. Austin is now higher priced than most U.S. cities, and its cost of living has surpassed that of the more cosmopolitan Houston and Dallas. Yet to buyers arriving from Manhattan or San Francisco, it often looks relatively affordable, enabling these new residents to bid up home prices. The Wall Street Journal has more on that story. And along those same lines, this isn't just happening in the United States. The British house prices rose in June at the fastest annual pace since 2004 as the market surged ahead of a phasing out of a tax break on property purchases, official data showed on Wednesday. House prices were 13.2% higher than in June of 2020, the Office for National Statistics said, following a 9.8% annual increase as of May. Reuters has that one as well. Turning to international news, have we finally found our mainstream moment? Crypto adoption has increased by 23 times globally over the past year, with India, Pakistan, and Ukraine driving the surge. Instead of measuring crypto trading volume, which favors countries with high levels of professional and institutional adoption, Chainalysis focused for this report on blockchain activity by non-professional and individual crypto users. The methodology encompasses crypto adoption in more ordinary activities, including savings, rather than just trading and speculation. Based on three metrics, on-chain value received, on-chain retail value received, of value under $10,000, and peer-to-peer exchange trading online, Vietnam, India, Pakistan, the Ukraine, and Kenya were the top five ranked countries among 154 surveyed by Chainalysis. Quindes Muyashen has all the details. And as U.S. regulators continue to tiptoe around a real Bitcoin ETF, the ETC Group is set to list a crypto exchange-traded product on the Vienna Stock Exchange. The London-based crypto securities provider will list Vienna's first carbon-neutral crypto ETP, the first physical Bitcoin ETP, the first Litecoin ETP, and an Ethereum ETP, according to the statement. The three ETPs are 100% physically backed, so to speak, CEO Bradley Duke said. Quintus Eliza Gritzi reports. Jamaica's central bank says a court order is required to track central bank digital currency transactions, at least in their situation. The bank also said it would only capture general transaction data for its economic analysis and assessments. Quintus Sebastian Sinclair has the full story. Turning to industry news, crypto asset management market will approach over $9 billion by 2030, according to a new study. The increase projected by the report equates to a compound annual growth rate of 30% from 2021 through 2030. Allied Market Research sees the COVID-19 pandemic as a driving force behind the adoption of cloud-based crypto asset management by banks and other institutions, increased digitization of financial services, surging investment in crypto, and access to easier ways of purchasing crypto assets will fuel growth through the remainder of the decade, Allied said. Coindesk's Jamie Crowley has more details in the show notes. And in case you were wondering about what the Fed thinks about modern crypto markets, quote, 
I was more optimistic about crypto and Bitcoin five or six years ago, Neil Kashkari, president of the Federal Reserve Bank of Minneapolis, said Tuesday. Continuing the quote, So far what I've seen is 95% fraud, hype, noise, and confusion. There are thousands of these garbage coins that have been created, the central banker went on. Some of them are complete fraud Ponzi schemes, they do people into investing money, and then the founders rip them off, end quote. Other Fed officials have expressed more nuance and favorable assessments of digital assets. Vice Chairman Randall Quarles, for example, said in June that the U.S. should find ways to, quote, say yes to stablecoins. Coindesk's executive editor, Mark Hochstein, has the story. And finally, a group of people in the crypto community, led by the crypto investment firm Paradigm's research partner Sam Sun, may have just prevented SushiSwap's token fundraising platform Mizo from losing more than $350 million worth of Ether after discovering and fixing a bug on the platform in just under five hours. Because of the efforts by so-called white hats, SushiSwap says no funds have been lost, although they were at risk for a moment. Coindesk's Muyao Shen reports. And in lighter news, here's our intern, Adrian Blust. If you're a musician, I got some exciting news for us. Audius, a music streaming platform based on the Ethereum and Solana blockchains, is partnering with TikTok on the video sharing app's new TikTok Sounds library. The partnership is the first of its kind for TikTok and aims to streamline TikTok's current music upload and selection process. Audius users are now able to simply upload tracks and share them to TikTok, which Audius's founders say takes less than a minute. Quote, this is a very big step forward with this new feature, said Guy Lawrence of Disclosure, an EDM duo that uses Audius to stream music. He continued to say, the ability to share my upload straight from Audius to TikTok is a real time saver, end quote. Coindesk Cheyenne Ligon reports. And in related news, NFT trading surges eight times as penguins and apes drive new boom. Trading in non-fungible tokens, or NFTs, is soaring way above levels seen earlier this year. The trading volume on OpenSea, for example, the largest NFT marketplace, surged up 933% from the previous 30 days. The latest boom was partly driven by the sale of NFT collections such as CryptoPunk, Board 8 Yacht Club, and Pudgy Penguins. Coindesk's Francis Yu reports. Thanks for that, Adrian. Stay tuned for After the Break when we take a look at what Eric Adams, the likely next mayor of New York City, says about the Bitcoins. Back in a minute. Kava gives you the ability to earn more by connecting the world's largest cryptocurrencies, ecosystems, and financial applications on DeFi's most trusted, scalable, and secure earning platform. Kava is an institutional-grade cross-chain engine built to scale on the largest decentralized proof-of-stake network. With loan APYs as low as 0% and reward APYs as high as 200%, Kava is the safest place for you to grow your digital portfolio. Mint stablecoins, lend, borrow, earn, and swap safely across the world's biggest crypto assets with Kava. To learn more, visit kava.io slash marketsdaily. Looking to make the most of your crypto assets? Nexo.io's got you covered. Grow your wealth securely with Nexo's high-yield interest accounts. Buy crypto on your terms directly within Nexo's platform and start earning daily compounding interest right away. Get the cash you need without selling your crypto from just 6.9% APR. Instantly swap between 100 crypto and traditional currency pairs. And don't worry, Nexo is insured against losses up to $375 million. Get the most of your crypto at Nexo.io. That's nexo.io. Did you know that there are 6 billion smartphones on Earth? Build for all of them with Celo. Celo is a mobile-first platform that makes financial dApps and crypto payments accessible to anyone with a mobile phone. 
Cello's EVM compatibility and ultralight mobile client with full node incentives makes it easy to build dApps that reach users across devices, chains, carriers, and countries. Visit Cello.org and start building for all today. That's C-E-L-O dot O-R-G. Today's featured story is an opinion piece, which comes to us courtesy of Coindesk's Chief Insights columnist, David Z. Morris. Eric Adams will be the next mayor of New York City. The former New York Police Department cop was declared winner of the Democratic primary last month. So unless there's an improbable surge for his Republican opponent, cat rescuer and guardian angel founder Curtis Silva, Adams will take over from Mayor Bill de Blasio in January following November's general election. I live in New York, and I hate to perpetuate the general media's East Coast bias, but in this case, a mayoral election really seems to matter outside the city, especially for cryptocurrency businesses and traders. New York has some of the country's most restrictive cryptocurrency rules, the much-bemoaned bit license. That's particularly onerous because New York City is a major financial center, so the 2014 law has hampered crypto offerings by New York City-based entities and to New York residents. But Adams has been vocally pro-crypto, saying in late June that New York City could become the, quote, center of bitcoins under his leadership. Adams isn't nearly as passionate about bitcoin as erstwhile mayoral rival Andrew Yang, and in that slight error in that statement, it's a fair guess that Adams is not exactly a crypto expert, though he did speak positively about it as far back as 2015. Instead, Adams' promise, like his statements in 2015, came in the middle of a much broader endorsement of disruptive innovation. New York City, Adams said, should, quote, become the center for life sciences, the center of cybersecurity, the center of bitcoins. We're going to be the center of all of the technology, end quote. In short, Adams seems to be more focused on well-paying jobs and a vital economy than on changes to the status quo of financial regulation. In many ways, this is hugely bullish for the sector, a sign that crypto is stealing some limelight from Silicon Valley as the go-to for innovation and growth. And New Yorkers were eager for that message, thanks to an unemployment rate of 10.9% in May, far above the national average of 5.9%. That's probably thanks, above all, to the loss of tourism, which is a huge driver of the New York economy during the coronavirus pandemic. It's also a meaningful signal locally, given the 2019 progressive backlash against plans to build an Amazon headquarters in the borough of Queens, which had its justifications but was seen by some as anti-jobs. Adams is more of a centrist than those anti-Amazon activists, and is aimed mostly at appealing to blue-collar New Yorkers. Much of his platform focuses on small businesses, but the nod to tech is part of that much larger promise of more and better jobs. And it's not as if Adams has much sway on the crypto issue anyways. The bid license was imposed by state legislators in Albany, and the New York mayor generally has a contentious, if not outright hostile, relationship with the state capital. His chances to get any changes on the bid license are close to nil. So if Adams wants to make New York City more of a, quote, center of bitcoins, end quote, his real options include the kind of programs he pursued as Brooklyn Borough President, including investments in STEM programs for local students. It's an uphill battle to get more hometown kids into the pipeline for the local tech industry, but if any city can pull it off, it's New York, which is some of the country's most well-regarded public secondary schools and universities. It's also possible that Adams' quality of life measures could attract new businesses or individuals to the city. Those include enhanced childcare services and a firm but just approach to violent crime, which has been edging up. The timing would certainly be right, given an ongoing outmigration from the San Francisco Bay Area and a historic dip in rents in New York City. But those are ultimately edge issues. New York's advantages for crypto or for any business are bigger and longer lasting than any one mayor. That's made clearest by the comparison to Miami, which has also made a recent push to attract crypto businesses, but has some serious disadvantages in that effort. To pick just one, 
Only 29.8 of Miami-Dade County residents have a bachelor's degree, according to census data, compared to 37.5 in Brooklyn and 61.3 in Manhattan. Traditionally, that difference in talent pool has been a determining factor. Businesses hoping to hire the very best people, which usually includes the most innovative companies, are more likely to locate near big talent pools. That's why, despite the hassle of the bid license for companies that move crypto, the city is already home to the most important blockchain firms, including Chainalysis, Grayscale, and its sister company Coindesk. Of course, that calculus has changed dramatically during the pandemic. The new acceptance of work from home means companies are more likely to hire employees who don't live near their headquarters, especially for white-collar tech and information jobs. New York City currently stands to lose as much as $720 million in tax revenue from commuters who aren't working in the city anymore. So while he may make some efforts to make New York into a friendlier city for crypto, Adam's most important task will be simply keeping the city a place where people actually want to live. And that's our show for today. Thanks very much for listening. This episode was edited by Adrian Blust, and you can send us an email at podcast at coindesk.com or leave us a review on your favorite podcast player. We sure do appreciate that. We'll be back tomorrow with another news roundup and just a reminder that Coindesk is a news source and does not provide investment advice.